Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today I'm featuring a super special guest, a really good friend of mine that I have known forever. And I'm pretty sure sometimes it feels like we are so similar that we may have actually been separated at birth. Um, But nonetheless, I want to introduce a really cool conversation on the topic of hair and some other stuff with my girl Brittany. So sit back, get comfortable, take a couple of long, deep cleansing breaths, and get ready to listen in on another conversation. Well, hello there. (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. No, I'm telling you, like, no bullshit. (laughs) I didn't plan that one. No, no, it's never, it's never planned. It's never planned. And you know what? That's what I was, that's what I was laughing at as I was sitting here, like, waiting. I was like, you know what? I wonder what sounds I'm going to hear in the background because it's always, yeah, that's always, but that, like, isn't that, like, all the time? Like, you know, when you're, like, like, when you're trying to be hella quiet. You know what I mean? Like, remember when we, when you were like a kid and you were home, like after curfew or some shit and you try to be hella quiet and it's like, everything makes noise. The carpet makes noise. The door makes noise. The window makes noise. The cat that you never even knew you had is like screeching. Birds are chirping like, she late. She broke the curfew. You know, like all sounds, all sounds. I know our door used to go door, front door open. So then I started using the window. (laughs) So what I didn't know is that they upgraded our alarm and they got it on the windows, but I didn't know. So one day I was like creeping in. I snuck out, went to Waffle House with my friends, came back and the freaking windows like front window open. I was like, you gotta be shitting me. I could (laughs) have just walked out the front door for all this. But my mom wasn't home. My stepdad was, and he didn't snitch on me. So shout out to him. Oh well, that's good. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna do a little a little reintro, um, just because we had some technical difficulties earlier. Right. So before we dive into our topic for today, I'm gonna give you a chance to introduce yourself to the listeners, and just share something about yourself that most people don't know. Ooh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Hi, I'm Britt. I'm from Philly, but raised in Atlanta. Um, I'm a Scorpio. Yes, I'm true to my sign. Very true. <laughs> and um, something about oh, I am a handful. <laughs> I know people. I know. I know. I'm more than meets the eye. You know, people think like, oh my god, she's so sweet, and oh my god, she's awesome. And it's like no. It's like tread lightly. Mm. Move with caution. I should have that sign on my back of my shirts, you know. Go like move with caution. I like that. So when you say you're a Scorpio, hey, 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 it's a water signs, FYI, because you know water signs all day, every day, all day, every day over here. Um, would you say that when you say you're true to your sign, what you know characteristic of Scorpio do you feel like you embody the most? I'm hot or cold. Mm. Like I there is I have no gray area. It's either I love you or I hate you. Mm. Literally. Yeah. That yeah. Is, that, that that is me. It's I love you or I hate you. It never crossed me. Like don't ever like screw me over. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I am a cancer, but I'm a cancer Sagittarius Scorpio. So I 
find that because I have Scorpio in my, you know, my chart, so to speak, and Sagittarius, that I am unlike most water signs, you know, or most cancers, like a lot of cancers I know get, you know, kind of a bad rap for being like pussies. I mean, for lack of a better word, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're kind of like uber sensitive and super soft and get their feelings hurt really easy. And I think I have that part, but I have the strike back of a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Like you once, do. you know what I'm saying? Like once someone has crossed Oh, it's no getting back. Yeah. Mm. It's a bitter, bitter. It's like the worst with a Scorpio. It's like you fuck up. It's just like you kind of just got to like, you just got to take it on the chin because they don't forget anything. Precisely. Yeah. I think water signs in general have the memory of a fucking encyclopedia. Like we don't forget shit. I can tell you the day of the week, the time of day, what you were wearing and what I was wearing. When you cross the motherfucking line. Yeah. The point when you cross like the point of no return. But um, but anyway, we're gonna have to come back and talk more about astrology because I love that and I think that we kind of vibe on that. But today, the reason why I asked you to be a beautiful guest on today's episode is because you and I have known each other for years and we met, you know, while working for Apple, and we were both basically the most attractive people in the store and (laughs) you better speak sister i mean you know it is what it is we always had the flyest kicks the flyest sneakers and i think we also always had the flyest hair and i don't know about you but i'm pretty sure you have this also where sometimes depending on your mood or like where you are your stages in life that your hair kind of expression of wherever you are in life do you feel that sometimes uh yep because i've been braiding my hair for four days <laughs> i've been on a journey yes i have been i have decided that i want these zoe kravitz bohemian thin neat braids that i don't want to pay for scorpios is like when i'm determined to do something i'm determined to do it so i just taught myself how to braid and i've been braiding my hair for four days into these beautiful braids and i'm almost done I mean, took a time, but they're going to be in for a while. And I just think I'm at a stage in my life where it's like, I want to get back. My hair is short and curly. I recently cut it because I had long hair. But Mm -hmm. now it's like, I want to get back to practicing and not have to worry about doing my hair afterwards. But I still want to be able to have like this cute, edgy, sexy look if someone invites me out to dinner. So I was Mm. like, you know, I'm going to do these really thin braids. I can put them up in a cute bun. I can wear them down. And I can get back into my yoga practice and not have to worry about like putting product in my hair and deep conditioning and doing all of this stuff for a while because I think I'm building up upper body strength. Like from <laughs> doing my from hair. From doing your hair. I, I swear, <laughs> I think I'm working on my triceps. No lie. I think I might be You're like... up. I think I might be low-key doing CrossFit when I do my hair. <laughs> You're like, I'm pretty sure that I've been powerlifting while trying to do my hair. I'm pretty sure I can bench a baby. Like, just saying. (laughs) Just saying with one hand. Just saying. So over the years, how many, like, how many hairstyles would you say you've had in, say, like, the last, like, five or ten years? If you just threw a number out there. I would say maybe, like, seven. Okay. Okay. And then you change your... No, when you change your hairstyle, do you change the color, the length, texture, or oh, like yeah. Um, I'll change like if I want to wear it 
straight or curly. Um, color, if I want like a tint, like I want it, like, oh, that's kind of like my personality. Like you meet me and you think of me and then it's like this underlying mysterious person underneath it. Like that's what I like my hair to do too. Like, so I, like right now my hair is jet, like it's a dark brown, but mm -hmm. in the sun, my hair comes off as auburn. Oh, because so I your put hair a tint kinda... color, yeah, on top of it, oh, which is like so okay. cool. Yeah, so then in essence, like your hair kind of tells a story a yes. little bit about you. I mm. think it's bl black women. Period. Our hair always tells a story. Yeah, I agree. I agree. When you were younger, were you the kind of girl, like a little girl, who liked getting her hair done, or did you not? Like no, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny that you asked me this because I swear it was child abuse, you know, <laughs> officially, because I used to get my hair straightened and I had I have thick curly hair now and it's short. And when I was younger, my hair was like super long and thick and curly. And you know, back then natural hair wasn't in, so it was like all about getting perms, getting your hair pressed out with the straightening comb. Every time it was right. time for me to get my hair pressed out. I, it was like a death sentence for me. I didn't know what I didn't know what I did to be bad. Uh, I thought it was a punishment to get my hair done, um, like because I didn't see the typical grease and water coming out. I see the straightening comb on the stove, and I'm like, okay, what did I do wrong? Like, did I get like did the teacher call my mom? <laughs> like, right? She's straightening my hair. Because there's one time where I remember her straightening my hair and I was crying and screaming so bad. And every time, I don't know why parents do this or mothers say, um, it's just the heat. No, you're burning me. It's not the heat. I feel the burn. You're burning me. You don't feel that way. You're burning me, lady. You're burning me. And the police showed up this one particular time. I was in first grade what? my hair and they showed up and the neighbors said that my mom was abusing her kid and my mom told the police like no I'm just doing my daughter's hair and they like saw me get <laughs> up. and I was like in complete tears like help me like I was in, <laughs> in tears and my mom didn't care they left and my mom continued to do my hair and I was just like oh my goodness She's trying to murder me. But then afterwards, I would be in the mirror like for hours and be like, oh my gosh, my hair is so long. It's so nice. But the torture that I had to go through to get it to look like that, I'm like, sweet baby Jesus. Right. Like, was it all worth it? You know, and what's funny is that my mom, <clears throat> that's hilarious. Let me just say, I don't know that anyone other than a black woman has a story like that of the police showing up to inquire about potential child abuse whilst your hair is being done. I don't know that that's, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard a story like that before, but I think this shit is fucking hilarious. My stories growing up, cause my mom is, you know, passe blanc Creole. So for all intents and purposes, she's like a white lady, um, basically. And she had, you know, four girls with my father who is, you know, African-American. And so when I was little, you know, little enough, I'd say like under, under the age of seven, she would still put, you know, water and the no more tangles spray. And, you know, I could slick my hair down into two or three little ponytails and that was a wrap. But then as I got older <clears throat> and 
you know, started to become more like active and, you know, to, the two tomboy started to come out. I started to like want to do my own hair. And that's when she was like, yeah, no, you're not, you're not going to be doing that. I'm going to keep doing your hair until, you know, I feel like you're ready to do it. So then my grandfather on my father's side, he always wanted his baby girls, you know, his grandbabies to have their hair done. So I remember being probably, you know, maybe nine, like eight or nine years old Mm -hmm. and going to the beauty shop. And it was like my grandmother, it's my black grandmother, took me to the beauty shop First time, like, in a black beauty shop. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, what is that smell? (laughs) What is the smell? And it was a combination of the smell of, like, relaxer and of burning burning hair. Because that's what happens in my fucking black beauty salons. And so I was young enough to where I was like, okay, I don't really get to say no. But I was also old enough to be like, do we really need to do this because as soon as I get out of this chair I'm going to take one picture and then I'm going to go outside and it's going to be sweated all the way out and everybody's going to be mad Mm -hmm. and that's what happened every single time because it wasn't until I was probably maybe like 11 or 12 I think was the the first time that I actually had an actual relaxer put on my hair and the funny thing is like you said back then you know, this is like in the 80s or whatever. Back then, natural hair wasn't like the thing. You know, right. even even if you had quote unquote good hair, which I hate when people say shit like that, but people will say, oh, you got that good hair. You could just put water on your hair and it just does what it want to do. And I'm like, yeah, I know that now. Right. But when I was a child, it was like, oh, after my mom would wash our hair, it was immediately blow dried, straightened, and immediately, you know, pressed out. And it was like the idea of wearing it naturally curly wasn't even an option right? until I was older. And so my mom is not necessarily what one would call an expert on pressing without burning. So when she was doing like our little touch-ups at home, I would just be like, it's okay, mom. You don't have to do the back part. You don't have to do it by my ears. And you damn sure do not have to do it by my forehead. Because... I didn't want scars, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, but then you get to the age where you start doing your own hair. So, like, how old would you say you were when you started doing your own hair? Mm, I was 10. And I don't think, I don't know if you remember, like, twisties when they were in. Twisties. And you, like, twist the front of your hair, like a flat twist on the front. Oh, like, Yeah. Yeah, a little rubber band, it would be like curly in the back. Oh, yeah. The rubber bands were breaking out my fucking hair. Because (laughs) I used to, like, the night before, I would do my hair tight down, do the twisties, and sleep in those rubber bands. Well, the when you have curly hair, rubber bands are, do not work well with curly hair. Back then, I was getting perm. I haven't had a perm in almost 12, 13 years. Okay. Yeah. But still, mm-hmm. it's like, when my hair was natural, you have to wet your hair a little bit to do the twist and put gel. Yeah. 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 Once that, that happened, that was around 10. My mom was like, oh, no. See, you don't get She's this like, privilege anymore of doing your hair because I don't know what in God's name are you doing. This is well, I remember. This is damaging. I remember when I was probably around this. I was probably like around 11 or 12. And 
we had, you know, moved out of LA and there were basically no black people in my class at school. It was like just me. And this was when, but this is back in the day when people were using like Aquanet on their hair and like the white people had like the bangs that were like super duper high and like crispy. And I was like, Uh I guess I'm supposed to make my hair look like theirs. And so I wanted to like tease my hair and like spray Aquanet on it. And I was using all this like shitty product on my hair. And my mom was like, okay, go for it. Well, there was one particular time that I had seen some of my white friends curl their hair to like make their bangs stay and basically not move for seven to 10 days. And I watched them spray hairspray on it while their hair was wet. And then they would put the curling iron onto their wet hair and it would make that sizzling sound like to sizzle your fucking bangs in place. Well, one particular time when I was allowed to do my own hair, I was like, okay, got it sprayed on. Go ahead and put that hot, that friggin' hot ass curling iron on it. And as it was sizzling, as was my hairline and part of my forehead. And so I had a big old scar, like basically probably like a third degree burn on my forehead. And my mom was like, so I'm going to need you to not ever in life do that again. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was really trying to, so of course I had to like make new bangs. And I don't know if you've ever cut bangs before. Yes. <laughs> Where you keep going up and you don't realize it because you shouldn't be cutting these in, your, in the first place. You need adult supervision. Well, and you know, you need adult supervision. And then most stylists will tell you, well, the first is a stylist is going to tell you don't cut your own bangs. We'll start with that. But if you decide to cut them yourself, and this was, again, this is before YouTube or, like, any other, like, instructional right. video that would show you how to do this shit. They would say, like, you know, you make your little part and then you comb, you know, the hair forward and you cut, you know, just across the bottom. Well, what I did is I made a part and I combed my hair up and I was holding it up and then cut that way. <laughs> I can't even put this in the oven because I cannot. I can't. And so the result was like a really, really short, like sprouted um, like situation. Short, short bang. Short bang. Like not even a bang or almost like a what? What? What, what was that? Why did you do that to your hair? Um, and so I went through that. So I had a really interesting hair journey. And I think it's because, because my mom did her absolute best to make sure that her kid's hair was styled like other black little girl's hair was being styled. So I will give her mad credit for that. However, if you fast forward to present day, myself and my sisters and my brother, in fact, we all have, we all have hair that is naturally curly, coiled, S-curled. Like we put water and coconut oil on it and walk out the door and it's like, boom, our hair just does that. And my mom didn't know that when we were kids. And so we went through a lot of different stages of hair. Me in particular, I had braids, which I hated. We talked about braids. Yes. I think they're beautiful on other people's (laughs) My head? I don't know if I, I mean, I do a lot of yoga, but I don't have like the neck strength to hold up. Like so have you ever do the, as many you saw as many tiny braids earlier that I have um, mm-hmm. people see that and they think that I use six seven packs of hair they're at their mind 
No, I only use three packs of hair to get those braids. So let me ask you this. Have you ever changed or considered changing your hairstyle based on your working environment? Um, yeah, actually. I bought a wig for corporate America. I think like every black girl does this. You make sure it looks like very pristine for an interview. When it comes for corporate America, then once you get the job, <laughs> they see that you're this Afrocentric black woman with a big afro and curly hair and you got natural hairstyles and it's like so cool to see how you transition and it's like yeah because if I would have showed up like this not all places but some places won't hire you or they won't say that that's the reason they won't hire you but they don't see they don't their perception of a woman's hair is based off white America so they don't believe that a black woman having naturally curly hair is beautiful for an interview. So have you ever, have you ever had the, can I touch your hair experience Ooh, with a white person? Yeah. Like that's, I'm not a dog. Don't pet me. Like, no, you can't touch my hair. Like what? Yeah. I hate it. Now, have you ever had the, can I touch your hair as I'm already touching it experience with the white no, person? No, because my face before they even <laughs> think about touching my hair is not approachable because I already see the bullshit that you're about to do. So let me pre-warn you with my look on my face so you know that this is not a game. So don't even bring your hands near it. Oh, karate chop somebody here. It would be, yeah, I can't be held responsible for what happens yeah, after you do that. So it's... For nothing. So now let me ask you this. What do you think it is that makes black hair so enticing that white people literally want to touch it whether or not they have permission and even want to ask permission to touch it what do you think that is uh, it's not the norm it's not how society views black women for and it's been like that for years black women mm -hmm. weren't viewed where they were viewed as being beautiful or their hair being gorgeous, hence the reason why there aren't. So I think it's like a shocker to them. Like, oh my God, her hair is like naturally curly and it's beautiful. And it's mm. like, yeah, because not all black women have the same hair. Just the same, not all white people have the same hair. Right. So why would you think it would be different just because of our race? It's the right. same, like, hair is hair. Everybody just has different things. It comes from your roots, depending on what your roots are. That's what it is. So it's interesting to them. It looks new. It's exciting. But I am not a dog. I'm not a show. I'm not here for your personal show. Don't touch right. me. Period. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's the concept of that. I mean, I haven't had as many experiences with it as like, I have like my sister, my baby sister, and she works in like a corporate America environment where she works with a lot of people who are not black. And she's had multiple occasions where a white person, male or female, has approached her with the can I touch your hair question and oftentimes have approached her with a can I touch your hair as I'm already reaching out to touch it situations. And like you said, it's tricky because when it's happening while you're at work, Right. then you're more likely to be a little bit more, you know, like cognizant of like, well, let me not cut a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I am at work. However, let me also, you know, stand my ground and set this boundary that says this is not okay. 
you know, and I mean, that goes, you know, into a conversation about consent and things like that, which we can touch on another time. But they know but the that, reason that I, it is not okay. That's that white privilege for you, to be honest. Right, right. You and so it's, it's not okay to invade somebody's personal space and start touching them. You wouldn't like if I just walk up on you and just start touching your shirt and be like, oh, this right. is nice. Right, right. Like, I've seen these, but I've never actually felt one before. Right. Like, so it's, why would it's, I want you to be so close to my face? Yeah, you're a yogi. You practice yoga as well. So you know about, you know, the energy systems yes. and the chakras and all that kind of stuff. And the crown chakra is like your spiritual antenna. Like, that's your lifeline to the universe. So the last thing that I want is some unknown fucking hands anywhere in the vicinity of my crown if I have not authorized said hands to be present there you know like let me ask you this okay so what about when you're being intimate with someone or you're romantically involved with someone do you like your hair to be touched don't touch my hair (laughs) (laughs) don't touch my fucking hair now I will say when it's somebody I love and care for like, you know, mm-hmm. that Scorpio side of me comes out. I might need mm-hmm. you to pull my hair. But okay, that's only see? when I give permission. I'm giving you permission to do so. Correct. You see, if yes. I never gave you that permission, don't you dare go near my hair. Or if we're laying on the sofa and we're Netflixing before we chill, mm-hmm. do not start rubbing your fingers <laughs> through my curls. I will literally <laughs> you. Because my hair is pinky curly, so your hands will get stuck, and then I will be in pain. And this just will not be a good night for either of us. So let's just, how about we just, you know, do like they teach you in kindergarten. Keep all your, keep your hands and your feet to yourself at all times. (laughs) No, thank you for sharing that. Because, and the reason I ask is because sometimes the don't touch my hair thing is like a, you know, black, white thing. Like, no, white people don't touch my hair. I'm not a pet. You know what I'm saying? I am not an exhibit. You know what I'm saying? To be, to be, I'm not an interactive exhibit for you to experience. I'm a human being and I'm damn sure not happy with you trying to touch me. But the reason I ask about, is it okay when it's more of an intimate, you know, relation where you know the person and I feel the same way. I don't like people to touch my hair at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like my hair to, I mean, like you don't touch my shit. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. And as soon as it's he all called good. me back, Bentley came running <clears throat> over to me as if my phone was ringing for him. Um, no, Who's Mercury. Mercury's in right. Mercury is in retrograde, and so sometimes they're all technical difficulties, but it's all good. But I just wanted to say before I let you go, because I know you have a bajillion things to be doing over there. I wanted to ask you: Do you have a favorite hairstyle, like one that you absolutely love on your own hair? Oh yeah, when I have my hair naturally curly. When I get when, mm. when my hair is longer, and I get in the shower, and I like mm-hmm. do a little rakeage, and I walk out the door, <laughs> and my curls are popping, or when I have my mm. short hair, and I do a little shea moisture um, mm-hmm. curl smoothie, and then I'll do use a toothbrush and define my curls with my short hair in a toothbrush in mm. mm. gel eco styler. My favorite hairstyle for me is natural as well. I mean, for years I kept my hair super short and I kept my hair super short because I do not like hair maintenance of any kind. If it requires me to do too many, if there's more than three steps involved, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. 
go look at your hair care products. And if there's anything in your products that you would not ingest chemicals in it and you're putting it onto your hair, not only being absorbed by your scalp, it's being absorbed depending on how long your hair is by your skin, on your face, your ears, your neck, any other that your hair touches, anything that you're putting onto your hair is going to all those other parts of your body. And so when you're putting toxic chemicals onto your hair, you're damaging slowly but surely, not only the integrity of your hair, but the integrity of like your overall, you know, health. So Mm -hmm. I started weaning myself off of using a bunch of products because I've used every curly product on the planet from, you know, everybody, everybody made a curly product. I've tried it, whether it's from like Aveda or even the black products like um, Shea Moisture, you know, I've used their products. I've used, uh, dang, what is her name? She makes the curly pudding. Miss somebody. Miss Jessie. Miss Jessie's. I've used hers. I've used Carol's daughter. I've used everything. And what I realized is that I like the products. I like the way they feel. But then I noticed that I was having to use a lot more of the actual product to be able to achieve the same texture and the same look as I did with coconut oil. And no shade, coconut oil is $4.99. At Trader Joe's. Or TJ Maxx. Or TJ Maxx. Exactly. Or Whole Foods to wherever you buy your coconut oil. And it does not have to be, you know, coconut oil grown in the coconut trees on a secret island where they are sprayed daily with, like, the water made from the tears of angels. Like, it doesn't have to be super ridiculously expensive coconut oil. Okay. I use regular coconut oil, like, you know, private label from Trader Joe's. And I've been doing that for like two, two to three months now that I've completely weaned off of other products. And I love the way my hair looks and I love the way it feels. And I like the fact that I don't have to put anything on it every single day. You know, like you said, I do have to wet it and do the the finger rake, you know, the finger comb in the shower and then, you know, wrap it up in a microfiber towel to get the extra water off of it. And it's just like, let's go. And I love it that way because anything else mm-hmm. is too much. It's too much. And I like wearing it natural. And I'm growing my hair out now from, you know, I had like a low fade. Right. What? This time, what, two years ago. And my shit is like, my hair is long enough to the point where people don't even know I have an undercut until I put my hair up. And apparently I become another person. It's like Clark Kent and Superman. I'm pretty sure I'm exactly the same. All I didn't take my glasses off. But okay. Um, no, I, I love coconut oil. I'm using it now as I do my braids because I'm going to finish these. This is day four and it's going to be done tonight. I'm using coconut oil to like massage my hair as I part it for my braids yeah. and make sure my hair is moisturized because my hair does get extremely dry. I think that's why it's really important that when you do choose to have somebody else lay their hands on your crown, do your hair in whatever capacity, that you really do have to choose a stylist that you feel like understands your hair journey, your hair goals, if you have any, the ways that you like to style it, the type of, you know, home care regimen that you have for your hair, and someone that's just going to offer you that service as like a pampering. I get a really cool stylist and they literally leave the state. I don't know why, but it always happens. And so I end up Black doing my own problems. hair, they disappear. I don't know. Why. They disappear. They don't right. like your and hair it's... or something. I... You do my hair once and it's fantastic. And then I can't find you again when I really need it done. Right. I'm like, I don't like being ghosted by my hairstylist either. Okay, mm. guys, I'm really sensitive Look about that. About 
my money and my hair. Yes. My hair is playing with my emotions. Because you know right. you get your hair set in your mind when you want to go out or you want to do something. You're like, yes, I want my hair to look like this. I know who to call. And then they don't answer. Mm-mm. It feels like a breakup. It does. Like, I'm pretty sure the last stylist that I had, she did my hair like on and off for a couple of years. And mainly when I would go to get my hair done, it would typically be if I wanted to get it braided for like a day and a half because I can't stand braids for longer than that. Or if I wanted to get it colored, um, I would let a stylist do it. Or if I just felt like I don't feel like washing my hair, I want somebody else to do it. But when she told me that she was leaving, I was like, oh, okay, well, like to another shop. (laughs) And she was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't mind driving. It's not a problem. And she was like, no, like I'm moving to Houston. I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it out there (laughs) to get my hair done. And I'm not the kind of person who likes to change hairstylists very often. Mm-hmm. It's like, because, when like you I think said, about it, it's like guys with the barbershop. How many times do you know guys will go out their way when their barber moves? They will not go. I remember I was dating a guy and I suggested that he like, his barber was full and it was a Friday and we had plans. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, when I get off, are you going to be ready? He's like, well, I didn't get my hair cut. I'm like, Oh, let my uncle cut it because he's a barber. Mind you, this is my uncle. I'm suggesting like he does a really good. I think he does a good job. He's right. Like, Are you kidding me? Like you think I, you think I'm just randomly just gonna pick up one day and just go to a new barber? Like yeah, sure, I'll go to your uncle. Let him cut my hair. <laughs> like he's like, no, I'm gonna go sit and wait until my barber has some free time to cut my hair. Guys take it just as serious as we do. They do not change barbers. It's like a and life you know what? thing. Right. And you know what? I, okay. So I have a funny story about that. So I was dating this woman um, and she has like an undercut kind of like mine. And I remember like we were talking on the phone one day and she was like, yeah, I got to get, I got to get a haircut. Cause I'm going to this party. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, what time's your appointment with your barber? And she was like, oh, I'm just going to go over here to, to such and such. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're going to do what? You're just going to go over there to the such and such who normally cuts your hair. And it's like, well, I mean, I have this person cutting and then I had this other person cutting da 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 da. And I was like, oh, and I can honestly say, like, I'm working on not judging people, but I'm working on not I'm really working on it. You guys, I'm working on not judging other people because I realized that I judged other people because I was really judging myself. That's a whole nother episode. But anyway, in the moment I was like, how come she changes barber so much? What else is she not loyal to? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was Isn't like, funny you, how you start to think like, hmm, what else are you inconsistent with? What other areas of your life are you rapidly making these types of changes? What? Yeah, because that's a big one. No, it doesn't work. Like no, that. it doesn't work like that. Hair. Right. That is, Britt, that is literally, I literally feel the same way. I am like, wait a minute. So, you're telling me, like with this with this woman, I was like, you're telling me that you're gonna just go to just some random barber and you're gonna let some random person put their hands on your head and not only put their hands on your head and cut your hair, like put blade on skin? Hell no. I'm just and that's maybe that's just me. I'm it's, well, I know it's not just me because you are the same way. No, but I'm like I'm way. not that's just that's just way too intimate. I'm sorry. It, is like and I would and I would think of someone 
I would, I would, sorry to say, judge them, be like, yeah, what else are you changing in your life? So how can you just switch? Uh, I want you to be loyal. Being a, first of all, being a black woman in America, you know, you know, come on, you need to have more than one stylist. You know that your stylist is not always reliable. So you always need right. to have a backup. Yes. And if you don't have a backup, take it back to your roots and go to your mother. Hello, the first, the first person or your homegirl or your sister or, your, or, or whoever your, your auntie. Friend, the first people that touched your hair before you knew what to do with your hair. Right. Let them hook you up. Yes. And if you happen to be traveling or somewhere and you were just in need, then you might get a pass. But well, no, the you whole... don't get a pass because I'm judging you. <laughs> do you know better? You know you never traveling out of town without having your hair already done. <laughs> or having a style that can be protective during your trip or wherever you may be. You are not going to just be like, oh, I'm in Arizona. Maybe they have someone that could just like, you know, give me a real pressing curl real quick. I knew at least two women like that who just kind of like ho-hopped when it came to their hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like... It would it blew me away. And granted, I mean, like I said, I for the most part have done my own hair. And then, like you said, in the instances where my stylist is not available, then I will go to a backup. And it was typically my sister, you know, somebody that has done my hair before and right. that understands my hair and that I already have like a pretty cool relationship with. You Someone you trust. Exactly. Cause I'm like, this is a sensitive area of my body. I know we could probably talk for 17,000 hours. And we've done that before, you know? We we have. And been if on FaceTime, you... what was that? Like, t- like almost, it was like what, 13, 14 hours? Pretty mm-hmm. positive. Um, but I just want to say I appreciate you for taking the time and for working through the little tech issues we were having. And if you are open to it, I would love to have you come back again and talk about something else awesome because we have really great conversations. Oh, yeah. Our conversations, are like, they go off. And I, I feel like we always experience the same shit at the same time in our lives. Yeah. The universe always brings us together at the same time. I totally agree. I totally agree. All right. Well, thank you again. No I'm problem. Gonna, we're going to wrap this up. And yeah, next time I will definitely be calling. Maybe we can talk about, I don't know, something really fun, like whether or not to be friends with your exes or some shit. <laughs> well, that was hilarious. Oh my goodness. Talk about some great conversation. I literally did not know some of the things that Britt shared with me about her hair journey. And I think it's really dope that two women of color, two black women are able to kind of kind of converse, talk about their hair experiences from childhood into adulthood, even bringing up the idea that we change the way that we look in order to be accepted in corporate America. My God, the struggle of a black woman goes on and on and on. But the beautiful thing is that we are built to last and as long as we continue to support each other we can move through anything even a jacked up hairstyle but anyway thank you again Britt I appreciate you for being a part of this experience love you girl can't wait to have you on again it's time to wrap this up and I just want to say very sincerely thank you you have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day and I appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them right now in this moment I see the light I see the love the wisdom the beauty the prosperity the creativity and the pure joy that shines within each of you and I bow humbly before your divinity namaste